So, welcome to the first episode of possibly the Pajama Podcast. Um, <laughs> name may change as we go on. Uh, suggestions are always highly, highly, highly welcome. Uh, this is going to be a podcast that's going to be a combination of, uh, obviously, two companies, which is the Upgraded Grappler, um, which is myself, Mike Lang, from Unorthodox Nutrition, and Barry Gibson of GrappleFit, and Let's Roll, which is a new subscription tape service that's coming very soon, which is, obviously, Rick Baker that we've got here. Hello. Um so for people who don't know we'll go around the room and introduce ourselves and then we'll just have a bit of crack and see what happens so um Baz you can go first tell us a bit about yourself okay uh hi folks uh right so I run and operate uh grapple fit training um which is basically kind of a no bullshit approach to training fighters and combat athletes ranging from MMA uh judo sambo uh, Brazilian jiu-jitsu um focuses on giving them just you know, the tools that they need to take their game to the next level. Um, I've worked with people such as uh, UFC's own Ross Pearson, Lanchina Green, um, former UFC fighters Colin Fletcher and uh, Phil DeFries. Uh, and also I currently work with Andrew Fisher, who's signed to Cage Warriors at the moment. Um, so we're kind of, I've got my finger on the pulse a little bit in terms of what it takes to condition and, and kind of focus fighters on... Um, for that, for that, to take their kind of um, strength and power and endurance into the fight, you know, I see lots of people making the mistake of of training incorrectly, and and hopefully my stuff, my website and info products that I've got out and work with Mike and stuff, we we we're gonna kind of tools like this podcast as well, really will help us kind of um, I suppose myth bust a little bit I suppose if I wanted a better way of putting it uh, smash a few myths that people have about training and stuff and that's what that's ultimately what we're we're all about I think really um, so that's me and that's where I'm at at the moment cool uh, hi I'm Rick uh, I'm a white belt and my CV is nowhere near as good as Barry's <laughs> <laughs> very few is out of me uh, yeah I don't uh, yeah uh, I'm, I do some writing for Jiu Jitsu style um, shout out to Callum who does some stuff for me and Mike um, and I have a blog which is redcornerbluecorner.com which I kind of put everything that I do on there all my MMA articles which is a lot of kind of like just um, things to do with like mainly the UFC fights breaking them down or previewing them um, and I do some stuff for a called White Belt Fever which is about the trials and tribulations that um, that I come across as a white belt um, you know there's a lot of there's a lot of white belts out there and I imagine we all get a bit sick of getting smashed um <laughs> by puff belts and brown belts so we all kind of like wallow in our misery and we all have our breakthroughs as well so kind of celebrates all the white belts out there and hopefully um i have a little bit more knowledge i guess than some white belts might have because i've got a lot of friends that are in jiu-jitsu um and i've been training martial arts for longer than i've been training jiu-jitsu so i've kind of already overcome some hurdles that i guess like a fresh out of the box six month in white yeah, belt yeah. might not have quite realized yet so I'm kind of here to. I'm here for all the white belts in the yeah. house. <laughs> Represent. Uh, my name's Mike. Uh, I've got a company called Orthodox Nutrition. I deal with the combat athletes, and it is nutritional planning for them. So making sure they are healthy, fit, strong, powerful. Um, they make weight if they're in a weight class sport. And perform really, really well. Um, obviously, work with uh, loads of fighters all over the world. Most of it, like some of the ones that Barry's already mentioned. Um, in a variety, uh, you know, of different sports, um, from MMA to jiu-jitsu to judo, or boxing to uh, screaming stick fighting, triathletes, some physique athletes, like absolutely anything and everything. Um, and 
like what that makes of. Obviously, together, me and Barry have the uh, upgraded grappler, which is an, uh, like uh, an info product, which is a strength and conditioning and nutrition complete program for athletes that uh, regulates itself and adjusts as you go on, which is a brilliant thing. Uh, Rick has um, just a company that's just about launched called um, Just Just Roll. Let's, Let's roll. roll. Yeah. Um, which is um, a fingertip subscription service, which allows people to uh, basically for a really low monthly fee um, have just uh, finger tape and other various tape delivered to the door, um, so they don't have to worry about like running out, going in the bag, trying to scrounge tape off teammates and stuff. They're always going to have something for a great price. So that's it, really. Um, so this is the the first podcast. So yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, let's talk about the first thing that everybody's talking about. You know, so we fit in a little bit. Uh, Conor McGregor and Floyd Mayweather. <laughs> we might as well talk about yeah, it because yeah, we're always going to be talking about it because everybody is. Yeah, that's uh, true. What are people's thoughts? Good thing, bad thing. What do you think will happen? Predictions. Let's have it. I think it depends on your point of view. To be honest, from whether it's a good thing or a bad thing. I mean, you, you, I've got friends in both camps. I've got boxing purists as very good friends, mm-hmm. and obviously I've got MMA fans. Mm-hmm. I'm going just going to stop you in a really random thing there. Uh, me and Barry both have a client called Johnson, yep. who's a very elite, high level boxer. Hey Johnson, yeah, yeah. hi Johnson, <laughs> who's um, a real great guy. I swore blind that I just saw him on holiday. That I was to the point where I shouted Johnson at the bloke, and he turned round <laughs> and he was that. You're right, mate. No, I was saying it was. I was like, you're right, mate. And I started speaking with him. He was like, I don't know who you are, mate. I was like, <laughs> cheers. So, Johnson, you've got a doppelganger that's bur- was in Zanti who got booked by me. There can't be anybody that ugly uh, somewhere else in the world, surely. I should have realised he was only a little bit tall. I mean, I'm short for anybody who doesn't know. Johnson's quite tall. So, it <laughs> yeah. should have been the main giveaway that he was like a regular size person. A regular person. size person rather than a giant. Yeah, instead of like an octo boxer. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I think, like I say, I've got like friends who are MMA fighters and, and clearly uh, MMA biased. And I think boxers as well. Yeah. Uh, I've, got, I've got good friends who are boxing purists. And I think from a financial point of view, for both of them, it's fantastic. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. know, um, fair play to them. Let, them. let them do it. It's great, you know. But as a, as a spectacle, I think it's, it's not going to work because it's only one discipline. It's boxing. So, yeah, yeah. so yeah. McGregor's not expected... As such, to win mm. because he's fighting the greatest ever defensive boxer, probably. Yeah. You know, I mean, the guy's the guy's brilliant. You know, say what you oh, like, yeah. but he's he's brilliant. You know, defensively, he's fantastic, and I think, I think Conor will be doing well to get a glove on him. If I'm if I'm perfectly honest, although I do think McGregor is unorthodox unorthodox enough to kind of um, like to to catch him off guard, maybe. Yeah. You know, it's because he's not gonna be. Like a regular boxer, no, if that no. makes sense, you know. I, yeah. I was like talking with a couple of guys over the weekend about it. Like, if he comes out with that kind of like sideways on awkward yeah, yeah. rangy type of movement, then that might cause problems for Floyd, you know, because he's not yeah. used to dealing with that. Obviously, like no. Floyd's used to dealing with somebody that operates within the parameters of boxing, yeah. you know, straight yeah. hooks, well, certain types. I of had movement. this conversation with I had this conversation with Ross before all of this came out a while ago, and we always talked about like. If you spar with someone who's got a good skill level, so let's say you box and spar with someone who's got a good, and it's the same if you roll, yeah. it's the same if you do judo. If you're doing judo with someone who has a bit of skill, or you're doing BJJ with someone that has a bit of skill, then you can defend certain things. Mm-hmm. But people who aren't trained the same as you, or yeah, even yeah. to the same level in that particular aspect of fighting, throw punches slightly differently. Yeah. yeah so yeah, yeah. you know, and it's like. You know, I've had this conversation with a few people. Like as I say, Ross was the notable one, and Andrew Fisher as well. And it's always harder to fight 
people who aren't at your level because the, he's not going to throw combos the same as yeah you're here where they're and Pacquiao yeah yeah you know. well I suppose from like from a rolling perspective it's like when you roll with somebody who's brand new yeah, yeah. like you expect oh, yeah, yeah, people yeah, yeah. after a certain way like if you if I do X you're going to do Y yeah, but yeah. if it's their first time ever like they, you might do X and they might do F yeah. you know what I mean like yeah. you just yeah, yeah, yeah. completely throw I still do that for the record <laughs> yeah 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 doesn't matter how long I've been trained so I don't think it's going to be like that difference obviously Connor's probably got like a skill set within boxing of a certain level like let's yeah. be honest um, it's funny though I mean there's, there's a book called The Sports Gene I think you've read it no I haven't I don't right. think it's uh, new um, I think it's by a guy called David Epstein I think yeah, um, yeah. but it's a really interesting part and it's in the introduction where um, you basically get some of the best uh, baseball guys in the world and obviously get all the pitches I think they're called um, to obviously throw like speed yeah, balls yeah. at them and absolutely obviously knock them out of the park um, and then what they do is they get the I think it's like the female like softball whatever like championship team to mm. come in and they like throw the balls underarm about a foot further forward mm-hmm. and can they fuck hit that ball yeah. they just can't do it yeah. because they're, they're so attuned to that distance and being able to like predict time and everything that, isn't it yeah yeah, 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 yeah. to the millisecond where that ball's going to be from leaving that guy's hand that as soon as they switched it up just like you know like minute things that none of them could hit the ball um, yeah. and it, 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 obviously it's evidence of that effect of where if Conor McGregor comes in quite awkwardly it could just throw your game off yeah yeah um, but I mean how He's, he's like say he's not completely untrained. In no, like, no, no, no. Of course not. I mean that that's that's the thing. The, the, both of them have skills, and they're at the top of their game, respectively. Really, yeah, aren't yeah, they? Yeah. But it's it's. I think boxing for MMA is different. So if he comes in with that kind of yeah. uh, style, mm. it's going to be something that Mayweather's never mm-hmm. seen, or yeah. you know. Um, and I think it's hard to replicate. So if he's just bringing boxing sparring, but if Mayweather's just bringing boxing sparring partners mm. in. That's a hard. It's a hard enough start to replicate. I think for anyone who yeah, yeah. who is from an MMA background, yeah, it's easier yeah. to replicate Floyd style than it is for yeah. Floyd to replicate things. Yeah. Like, let's be honest. Like, we're um, if we we all have, have to put our houses on it, we'd probably put on Floyd to win probably by points. Yeah, or yeah, yeah. Like, decision. decision. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, let's be honest. Boxing's a little bit bent as it is. So, and the boxing world doesn't want Floyd to lose. No, no. So, if it's kind of like. You know, like what are the odds? Like, there's no way, like, he's got like if Connor to win, I'd have to knock him out. There's no other way, like, and to be honest, be like a Mortal Kombat type victory, though, wouldn't it? For a win, really, wouldn't yeah, it? Yeah, would, yeah. Yeah. Like, after like a fatality, that's the thing, like, that's the other thing that I'm thinking of. Like, what if he just comes out and like does what he does well, though? Like, let's be honest, right? This is like in the far echelons of tidy percentages, this will happen. This yeah. is the matrix you're talking about, yeah, yeah. Like, if he was like, but what if he does? Can you imagine the world? What would happen? Yeah. Can you imagine what? Conor McGregor would happen like the Conor McGregor that you got when he won both belts can you imagine if he had both belts yeah. in Cage Warriors and in the UFC and then beats the greatest defensive boxer of all time yeah like it'd blow like it, it, the it world would be insane he'd be apologising for absolutely not nothing for yeah. <laughs> um, but then like then you've got to think what does Floyd do because the first yeah. thing Floyd will say there is rematch you'll have to have a rematch yeah, yeah. but then Conor holds all the cards then and then he's like, well, if you want to rematch me, you have to do it in MMA. Yeah. Right. And that's not happening. Well, or, like, the payday would be so ridiculous again. Like, <laughs> yeah. 
To yeah. be honest, I think he like Con like Connor's in a win win. If he loses a points decision, he's lost to somebody who's undefeated. He doesn't. He's lost to the best boxer in the, the world, world. at boxing. Yeah. Like in his MMA fight, yeah. he doesn't lose yeah. anything. No, right? no. His reputation isn't. No, at all. It's, it's, I mean, for me, he's stepped up to the plate, hasn't he? Either yeah. way. Yeah. So, because uh, uh, I always think I, I have a big belief in that, and um, it could be the amount of times I've lost, <laughs> but that's, that's instilled that. But I always think it's it's stepping in there. Is the goal in itself because you're testing yourself, and and more often than not, you you know any competition, any match, any fight, it you, you know I think it's 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 easy to kind of point from the sides and go ah oh, it's a joke this it's a joke but, but ultimately they they're still going to be nervous they're still going to oh, have to yeah. prepare yeah. and and nobody knows what people go through with that mm. either so I think you know hats off to them they they're, they're stepping up especially Connor because he's stepping up into an area and I, I dare say he's probably not that nervous but ultimately <laughs> yeah. he's you know. He's, he's stepping up out of his comfort zone because oh, yeah. he can't kick him yeah, he yeah. can't take him down no, no. so you know let's hope he doesn't yeah. rely on muscle memory and go revert the type and just it'd be funny do. that though wouldn't it like in the heat of the heat of moment if he's getting peppered he just panics and shoots a double yeah um, <laughs> what um if you were to bring in a sparring partner for Floyd Mayweather who would you bring in to repli- re- replicate Connor's style Lloyd um, uh, Machida yeah Boxing. Yes, yeah. yeah, yeah, but just tell him to strike, just hands. Yeah, just yeah. hands. Because yeah. he's the same kind of thing. He's that elusive, rangy, yeah, karate side on type thing, isn't yeah. he? So it's um that's who I that's who I would yeah, do. Yeah, Machida would be a good shout, I think. The only yeah. thing is yeah. he's like Machida's a big dude. Like yeah. you know, pounds, Well like, that's what he fought two or five like heavy. But, so he probably walks around at like two thirty. Could be two thirty, two two five, easy. So yeah. he's gonna be a big, big dude. Um so that might be like a different thing, but style-wise, does maybe he drink that. his own pee as well? Or? He does, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so that would cause certain things for me, I think. Yeah, really. you don't want to, you don't want to fight someone stinking a piss, do you? No, no. no. Um, you but, just go to a nursing home for that, couldn't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> fighting those dudes, yeah, yeah. That's how you prepare to fight Lloyd Machida. Yeah, yeah. You're fighting the nursing homes. Um, but that's the thing. Let's be honest, like. Mayweather wants to make a statement, doesn't he? He wants to go and destroy him. He wants to, like, he doesn't want to do it. Like, he's fighting for boxing here. He wants to embarrass him. I don't yeah, think he's yeah. going to, though. Do you, do you, could you see Mayweather stopping him? Like no. That? Look, he's fought, like, how, like, how, many, like, how many rounds has he got against Nick Diaz? Sorry, Nate Diaz. And, like, took shots. Like, yeah. and four ounce gloves. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, and he didn't get knocked out. Yeah, like you got days, but he didn't get knocked yeah. out. As if he didn't get choked in the first fight, I think he'd have got TKO'd on the ground. Maybe, yeah, yeah. Um, but again, that's a big difference between somebody who, in four ounce gloves, who's you know, like what was the first fight? First fight was at one seventy, wasn't yeah, it? Was yeah. com- and he was com- and obviously Diaz was comfortable at that weight. Yeah. McGregor had come up, hadn't yeah, he? and he'd come up yeah. to Floyd, who the fight at one forty five. So let's even be conservative after the weight cut. He probably might come in at one fifty five, one sixty at a push right. for Mayweather. Um, McGregor's coming in bigger. McGregor's coming in 165, 170 because we've seen him do that wake up before. Oh, yeah, um, yeah. And the fight, what is it, 10s? I want to say 10s or 12s? T- 10 or 10s. 12 ounces, I yeah, think. Yeah, yeah, ounce gloves. Like, and you can only. I think they agree, 12. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I so I don't think he's knocking McGregor out. To be fair, for Connor, that's going to feel like a pillow, isn't it? It's going to be like a pillow yeah. fight for him, isn't it? It's, yeah, it's... yeah. It's like, you know, he's used to taking yeah. better shots. But. One of the keys to McGregor's success is when he's been fighting in the 145 pound division, those fighters aren't used to the power that he puts on people because he's a 170 fighter. And because, like, we've seen him step the skills at 145, he looks like a blooming skeleton. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Like, he's gone on record and saying what a tough cut it is for him, but he yeah. gets it done. Like, if he does it this time, like, it's one of the, like, a power is a big thing. Um, yeah. yeah, well, definitely. 
course. Not like not even that. Like if he clinches and roughs him up, like, like let, let, we're talking in real like small percentage hypotheticals here. Like if every anybody was betting, they're betting on Floyd to win by points. But right. for me, like if he wins, like box it, like boxing's done. Yeah, boxing's over. Like if he wins, like that's it. Um, I I don't know because boxing. I mean McGregor's like so so unique. Yeah. yeah. That if he does win, everyone can like you know in, in every experiment in in the entire yeah, world, yeah. there's anomalies. Yeah, yeah and that's yeah, what McGregor yeah. is. And if he does, they can just go, write it off. All right, anybody else, come over and try and fight it. Triple G. Yeah, yeah, you know yeah. what I mean. It's, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's you're a good get point. Your face boxed off. Yeah, you will. And to be honest, like that might happen with Connor. Like he might just get beat. He might just get his face punched in for. Is it eight? I've heard it's eight. Is it eight rounds? No, is it not? Is it twelve? Ten or twelve? I presumed it'd be ten or twelve. All right, I thought I don't, it was, know, I, I don't know. I just heard a rumor that it was right. like, but even if it's twelve rounds, like he might just jab his face off mm-hmm. and just like completely like you know just destroy him like yeah. and win him on points like you know I don't I think Conor will probably finish the fight first, but then again he's like he'll probably he's not going to really get injured. He's probably not going to get knocked out. He might get beat on points, but then he's got eighty million. He's just had a kid. Like yeah. I don't think he'll fight again. No, I think he like I literally think he'll take his money, regardless of what happens, and walk away from the sport and do it. He's got his health. He's not punchy. He's not mm. got like he doesn't look like Wendell Silva, where his face is all smashed up with scar tissue. Mm. Like he's got no issues at all. Walk away. Like I think he's worth something ridiculous, like thirty million now. With like obviously, uh, like Rick was telling me earlier, the Reebok's not involved in this. Yeah, yeah. So he can sponsor wise, he can have whatever he likes. He can do what he wants. Yeah. So he's going to walk out like me and you were joking earlier. That he's going to walk out like a NASCAR and just have every conceivable <laughs> yeah, logo on. Rolexes on. And, yeah, yeah, he's going to have ten Rolexes on. Like he's going to have the work. So he's probably going to make like 150, 200 mil out of it. Out of sponsorship. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, and stuff like that. So he's probably going to turn around and walk away from it all. I read. I mean, I read a couple of days ago. Apparently, John Kavanaugh had said that he wants. It's not the end, and obviously, like people, M- MMA people are saying, no, he's going to come back because we all obviously want him to come back and fight MMA. I know I do. Um, but apparently, he said that he wants Khabib in Russia. Yeah. Um, which is pretty game. If you that's it. Yeah, that's. I mean, that's a good one. It's ridiculous would... though. Khabib won't make uh, what lightweight. Yeah. But Khabib won't make the weight. He's done. Misses two last way cuts. His liver mm. shut down on both ways. Yeah. He can't make the cut. His body's like he won't make it. He's had a bad run as well. Khabib, hasn't yeah, he? Yeah. Like, yeah. Even if he does make it, like he's probably still not going to be in a good position to beat no. McGregor after no. it. Like um, it's the only thing, isn't it? All like Conor McGregor is like always say that like he's and it's true that he's never defended the belt. Yeah. Even he's never ever defended. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah. Um, he's avenged losses. Yeah, he's never defended a belt. Yeah, so that's the only thing. Like, but again, he's not GSP. He doesn't care about his legacy. No, no. He wants cash. Like, there's no secret there at all. Yeah. Conor McGregor's in it for money, yeah. um, and for eighty million, and I'd to... fight a lion for eighty million. Well, we spoke about this before, didn't yeah, we? Because yeah. I was laughing. I was telling somebody else about what you'd said. And you'd said for for eighty million, you would go in the ring with Conor Floyd and a grizzly bear. Yeah, yeah, I would, <laughs> and I'd fight them all at once. Yeah, I would. Yeah. I would, and I'd even. I would for eighty million. I for would, eighty like, million, absolutely yeah, would. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because I'm, I'm big enough to throw Floyd at the grizzly bear to yeah, occupy. Yeah. That. You could probably pick Floyd <laughs> up and use him as a weapon, like cl- club yeah. the bear to death that using Floyd. Help, you know. What did you yeah. weigh? One hundred and forty-five. Using like a javelin to just throw you straight at the bear. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah for those that you don't know, Barry's. Um, a huge human being, quite a big bloke, yeah. Mm. Yeah, he looks like a shaved grizzly bear. To be honest. <laughs> what? Well, yeah, cheers for that. Mm-hmm. When you did compete, what weight did you compete at? 
by a hundred kilo. All right, two two five. But I'm considerably more than that at the moment. I'm just because <laughs> I had a layoff uh, from training for like. A, was that a judo ensemble? Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I don't know what the weight Sambo class mainly, yeah. But there's under a hundred is both. Yeah, yeah. Sambo and judo. Um, but um, obviously, I had a layoff for training from everything. Is there a weight limit in over a hundred? No, there's not. No, that's but there why is in MMA. Obviously, that, like, so it's a hundred kilo plus. So I, I'm desperately before I start competing again. I want to get back down to under a hundred kilos because over a hundred is I'm I'm tiny. Right, you know, okay. there's, there's guys coming like, like Russians over 100 yeah, kilos there's, is a ridiculous there's, there's, idea. There's a guy, uh, a good friend of mine, was 123 kilos in judo circles fighting, and he was one of the lighter ones in his heavyweight pool. <laughs> you know, you've got people coming in 130, 130 yeah, 135, yeah. 140 See, kilos, and you're thinking, and they're yeah, in shape, a, it's not like yeah, yeah, well, yeah, yeah. well, yeah, they are. They're, they're just big units, and they get a hold of you and do pretty much what they want because yeah. like that size. Bridges so, with death grips. Yeah, uh, yeah. The fridges, a refrigerator, a big American style fridge with a gear on. Yeah, with a gear grips and a really big head. I always had a laugh that in a, like in MMA, Brock Lesnar had a cut to make the two sixty five weight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Diet yeah. out would like make two hundred sixty five pounds. Yeah, there's there's no upper weight limit in, no. in judo no, no. Uh, or sambo. Right. So you see some monsters. Real, yeah, real sizable blokes yeah. and it's that's because that's what i always laugh because i don't think of myself as like as as big in comparison and uh, like whenever i spend time with mike well yeah. mike always says that you know he says you're like he calls me giganto you know what i mean he's just a <laughs> sarky little jealous bitter man but uh, <laughs> but some of the people true. i've trained with doesn't uh, make it any, any you know just because like i am doesn't make it any less true <laughs> but, but you know some of the guys i've brushed with i always think jesus he's big and, yeah, but people think like, well, yeah, look at you. But I mean, I'm walking around now, and I'm like, I'm uh, 116 kilo, mm-hmm. so about 18 stone. I don't even know what that is in pounds. I always think it's funny that when I see photos of you stood next to your dad, it's like you stood next to me. Like your dad's <laughs> like an unbelievably massive dude. Yeah, my dad's a big fellow as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, Obviously, you can see where I get it from. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> and and a love of food. Yeah. For anybody who doesn't know, like who's listening, like combat sambo is an absolutely insane sport. So think it's uh, you wear a gi jacket but shorts, um, MMA gloves, shin pads, and um, a head guard. Yeah. So it's basically MMA, and you can't elbow. You can't uh, elbow, no. But you can headbutt. Yes, you can. You can yes. headbutt in right. combat sambo. Yeah. All strikes allowed except for elbows. Yeah, yeah. 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 So kicks, knees. Yeah, right, you can okay. knee. Yeah. Full, full lot. You just um, can't elbow, but you can headbutt. Because okay. there is a very funny thing about um, like where Barry talks about like being uh, like fit for purpose and you know doing like a lot of sports specific stuff mm-hmm. and he was uh like doing bag work in between his rounds and stuff yeah. and he was sticking the nut on the bag <laughs> um, and somebody commented well this is not very fit for purpose is it? <laughs> well actually you find out it is yeah yeah, yeah. I know a lot of people query that you know and it's like well yeah you can i mean i, I saw a guy uh i was in uh, lithuania for the world championships in 2011 and i saw a russian surprisingly yeah. win a gold medal at the World Championships with a headbutt, the headbutt. in the dying seconds yeah. of a contest. Yeah. And he just knocked the guy out. And it was literally, as you would imagine, he grabbed the lapel of the jacket, hit him three times with a straight right hand, and then nutted him and dropped him. It was like something you would see in a bar. Yeah, or yeah, yeah. Was just you know? like... I mean, he, he, he dragged the guy around a bit and, and, and threw on him for a few points. and Because and, mm. it's just it's like Sambo and, and Judo in terms of point scoring uh-huh. but the strikes don't count unless you knock them out and All right, okay. so this guy obviously thought about that with seven seconds to go and stuck the head on him and head butted him and, and that was it the fight over Amazing. you know and you think and you know he fought for like six minutes and you think 
Well done. Good win to get your gun <laughs> yeah, yeah, medal. Yeah, yeah. To, be, to be honest, like I think Bass Rutten missed the win, book. Yeah. Can you imagine Bass yeah, Rutten in combat yeah, sample? He would have loved it. Gadang, gadang, gadang. Don't want to ever do that again. That would have been good, wouldn't it? He would have. Yeah, yeah. He missed his call in there. If you're listening, if you're listening, yeah, yeah. We love whatever you're on. It would be amazing to fly you over. Um, or we fly out. Um, yeah, so, like, come is yeah, because you were on the British team, weren't you? It was yeah, Commonwealth, wasn't it, yeah. that you won um, yeah. for, for Sambo, which is legit, you know what I mean? You don't talk about it much, but, you know, yeah. as athletes generally don't, but having a Commonwealth gold medal in the lunacy that is Combat Sambo is pretty legit, <laughs> yeah, to be fair. You're not getting much like that. And obviously, like, you've got a black belt in judo as well, yeah, and, you yeah. know, like yeah. all the rest of it. And, you know, that, that is pretty, you know, pretty cool. It started what, just as be sorry, go on, Rico. I was just gonna say in Sambo, is it a, a master of sports? Is that yeah, you, you get yeah. like you get kind of well, you got you get international class as well, so you get master of sports international. Right. Um, and and I mean the way the Russians work, it's kind of o- over here, and I think in the states as well. I think they do, they introduced a grade system. Okay. But the Russians never bother with grades, so because because <laughs> your your kit is either you know your your gi or your kurtka is either red or blue. All right. And the belt is either red or blue, so you don't they don't worry too much about belts in in Russia. So it's it's, it's winning. yeah pretty much and how how they, <laughs> how best to annihilate your opposition. <laughs> um, but they, they go through like you get different grades of master of sport, and oh, then okay. then it's international honors. And I, I, you know, I think if you win a national competition, it's master of sport, and if you win an international medal, it's international something like that. Anyway, I'm happy to be corrected. I'm not an authority yeah, on it, yeah, yeah. Um, but it's I know that's the way they look at grades, if yeah. you like, as such. Um, but uh, there's a couple of masters of sport in this country actually. Um, Matt Clement is one, and the national coach John Clark is one as well. Yeah. Um, and those guys are, are, are decent, you know, they've got a, a, yeah. a good pedigree. But Matt Clemp has moved into, uh, he was a judo player, and he's moved into, he moved into combat sambo, and then he's um, now signed for Bellator as well. So right. he's he's, away, he's got his first MMA fight in Bellator coming up. Who um, was that guy who just that. fought on Bellator? That everybody was really looking forward to him um, competing. He was like world champion, um, like multi-wrestling world champion, he was a Golden Gloves boxer. Young lad. Yeah, yeah, I can't remember his oh, name. Like a lot of people were like really looking forward to like making this debut. I can't yeah. remember his name. What he, he said, I didn't know if like either of you caught it. I think he got no. smushed. Yeah, if it's the really. guy I'm thinking of, they, they built him up and um, it was on another podcast I was listening to, and they, they were kind of saying like you build up, you have, you don't throw a prospect to the wolves like they did. Yeah, they quite a tough fight. If it's the same guy, then yeah. Mm. So they're talking about in terms of like giving them a couple of tune-up fights and getting them in and getting them used Not to. Even well, tune-up if fights just even with the UFC, there's levels. You know, yeah, I mean? if, like, of course, yeah. if you're 21 and you're a light heavyweight and you you look good and you look, you know, like you have potential, they tend not to throw you against. Yeah, the trying groom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. They they kind of because otherwise you don't get anywhere. You, if, if, regardless, you need that experience. Yeah. Unless you're John Jones, and you're just a bit of a freak. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Oh well, I always I always laugh at that story you told Mike when you said John Jones was the, the kind of the little brother. He's the brother of the family. family. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I mean that's got, that, uh, that scares me that because he's a two brothers that are both in the NFL. Yeah, and both of his brothers saying that they whoop his ass like on any day, um, and he's like confirmed that. Yeah. Imagine being John Jones. I mean, the light heavyweight champ of the world, right? Absolutely destroy everybody, but your brothers can still give you a hide in, and yeah, they just play yeah. football. Yeah. Like honestly, like genetics in that family are unreal. However, I think I don't know if both of them, but one of his brothers has definitely been um, done for doping. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. 
You can imagine, can't you? But I mean, that, that must be awful at Christmas, mustn't it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. John's at the back of the queue for turkey. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. I've also heard that, like, I'm sure it's the NFL where the doping tests aren't exactly, like, amazing. No. High stand, you know what I mean? Like, the kind of go, like, you might get tested tomorrow. Yeah, or, yeah, Or, like, yeah. you might get tested next week. To be honest, like, okay. the the drugs tested anyway, even that what, like, um, you know, um, the water do and everything like that, like, they're, they're not exactly great. Like, people are, like, dodging. It's possible to dodge them all the time. Mm. Um, don't get me wrong, this uh, Kaminsky guy. <laughs> who was it that ran out? Who who, who famously, which MMA effect famously ran away? Oh, Wanda Was it Silver? Yeah. 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 Just, like, literally ran off. Yeah. <laughs> there was no way to, just like, psh, yeah. out the door. Yeah. You see him come and run off. But this new guy, like, I thought they were just doing a ticky box exercise to say, oh, look, we're kind of bothered about it. Uh-huh. This guy is a savage. Uh, yeah. Like I was telling you before, wasn't I? What you're actually doing is freezing everybody's piss. So, like, let's say, like, it comes out in five years' time that there was actually like a designer steroid or a way that yeah. they were avoiding the test with a certain yeah. like um, compounds and stuff. He'll test you. Yeah. Basically, yeah, yeah. he'll strip you, like, and go back and like you know. And right. still really, through, historically, you can go back. Yeah, that's, yeah. So, like, it's quite... not like it's going to test you for all time. Yeah. Uh, but they, still, they when technology gets so, if in five years, if you yeah, think yeah. About how good technology is going to be. We'll go back and retest it. Yeah, oh, yeah. actually, you pissed hot then. Yeah, so like you're now. But to be honest, at the moment, like it's like, especially like in other sports, like um, like CrossFit and stuff like that. There's plenty of people. Um, Dave Palambo's one, and there's a few others that are literally drugs coaches who make their living by being a drugs coach for people, right. um, like in the USA and stuff like yeah. that. And he's gone on record and stuff and saying like the tests are a joke. Like there's loads of ways around them. Like right. if you know what you're doing. Um, it's just like the people who get caught just don't time it right. Like look at John Jones, he got popped not for steroids, but for somebody who was running on a PCT. Yeah. Uh, for a PCT is a post psychotherapy for anybody yeah. who doesn't know. Um, and what that is is just like get your hormones right, and it's like a health thing. So he was like for a compound he was taking then, but it was still on the banned list. Yeah, yeah. Um, so he got caught for like caught for that. Um, but it's a lot better. Like, there's a lot of stuff that's coming out with it. Like, uh, Michael Bisping is a classic example, isn't he? Mm-hmm. Like, when you look at who Michael Bisping's been beat by in the past, yeah. they've all tested positive now for steroids. Yeah. So yeah. when this all kind of came in, all of a sudden he was um, now now he's world champion. Yeah. Victor Belfort's a classic one. Like, if you see the side to side oh, pictures yeah. of him, yeah. like literally, like it's day and night. Yeah. Um, where he was a beast and now like you know it's um... yeah Belfort used to come in in some phenomenal shape oh yeah, yeah. Well, frightening that, you know, but, but as you say the comparison pictures are just mm-hmm. what I think they should do though is like they should have like basically um, an untested UFC like in Thailand or something where steroids aren't illegal or like at um, like Kazakhstan or where you can just go and get testosterone like, over the counter and stuff reservation or something yeah like yeah. That. yeah and yeah. basically just have it and just have your own league and basically just don't say anything and like Anybody can compete or whatever. Like, have Brock Lesnar and Overeem, like, throwing cars at each other and stuff. <laughs> like, you know, like, you'd want to see it when you're, like, you want to see Brock Lesnar and Overeem on as much gear as humanly possible. An abomination. Yeah, yeah. Like, throwing down, you know what I mean? Like, causing earthquakes with strikes and stuff. Like, you want to see it. Yeah. Um, I mean, funnily enough, I, I was under, probably falsely, the impression that a lot of jiu-jitsu competitions obviously don't test. No. Um, and then I said so, so that one of the... Meow Brothers yeah. got caught um, a couple of weeks ago and banned yeah, yeah. the testosterone. Yeah. Who's testing them? Is uh, it the IBJJF? Yeah, yeah. Basically, if you compete in the IBJJF, like if you met um, a certain number, I can't remember the number off the top of my head, of medalists get tested. Okay. So, which is, 
like good and but again you're an idiot because their tests are crap because the cost like yeah. for a comprehensive comprehensive test of everything costs a lot of money yeah and obviously the IBGF makes a lot of money but are unbelievably tight mm -hmm. they don't even pay people bloody prize money so yeah you know the um so they're probably not doing it and he got caught and you know um and he I think he got a two-year ban yeah. Which is nothing really. Yeah. Um. He did hold his hands up, but he didn't try and say, "Oh, somebody give me a drink that I didn't it was know." Lem sip. Yeah, yeah, it was like, yeah, yeah. Like, no, I'm taking testosterone. I'm cheating. Yeah. Yeah. Like, or any caught. other cold remedy. Yeah, yeah. And like, no, I got caught. So you know, <laughs> yeah, he's still, still an asshole for doing it. But the other side of it that like somebody brought recently that I didn't even think about, like I could go to see like the Euros or World Masters, right? Yeah. And I've got no chance of medal in the blue belt division, none at all. But I could get jacked on my tits on steroids and go and just wreck a couple yeah, of kids. Yeah, just more like people, you know, yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to get tested. Um, so it's one of them where, and it's not a lot of people think that steroids equal bodybuilders are massive and jacked. They're not taking it for that. They're taking yeah. it for recovery. Yeah, like yeah, these yeah. guys, like the Mayo brothers especially, are training two or three times a day. Like, or like you know, um, you know, for a couple of hour sessions. Like people don't realize some of these top guys what how much work they're putting in. But it's a full time job, isn't it? Yeah. We've had we've had similar conversations in the past, Mike. You know, and and, it, and it's a full time job, and and people don't appreciate because I the, the classic thing a few years ago used to be, um, you know, when they hear about how many how much people on regular local shows get yeah, yeah. paid for an MMA fight. Oh, that's not bad for 15 minutes work. It's like, well, no, it's not 15 minutes yes. work. You know, these guys are, are, are sacrificing, you know, jobs. Yeah. You know, if, if they're training pro, the, 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 this is their job. They're, they're sacrificing time with their family. They're training two and three sessions a day. Yeah. And if they're sensible, they'll cycle the heavy work against the light work. But if they're not, sometimes yeah. they're just smashing it and smashing it. Yeah. And that's, it's hard to recover from, isn't it? That's yeah. the thing. Well, I was talking with like recently in... Uh, we talk about shows that he fights on. He's pro and he does it for his living. And it came up like cage warriors. Like I've cage warriors come knocking for you. He's like all oh, all the time, but they can fuck off. And I was like, why? And he goes because if I go on there, right, I've got to uh, pay for safe MMA, all my MRI checks and yeah. everything like that. Yeah. They're seven hundred quid for safe MMA checks and then the head scans and everything. By the time I do my camp and pay for all these checks, like and get my payday, I lose money. Yeah. yeah. So there's no point. I might as well do two or three regular shows and get five, six, seven hundred quid for my purse. Aye. And then that's how I make my living. Yeah. Like if I go do that, like it's kind of the weird thing, isn't it? Where you, yeah. you're not going to get on the UFC in like big paydays yeah, unless yeah. you go yeah. to these shows. But the other side of the coin is if it's your job, you might end up how many fighters like you know make a loss. Yeah. You know, like it's a very common thing where more and more fighters yeah. talk about, even in the UFC. By the time they paid coaches and managers and PR and all that kind of stuff, like if they have a, and if and as well, if they have like a poor year in terms of if they're out for an injury, that's it. You know, like there's no fight the year. That's you know what I mean? It, there's no sick pay. Yeah, there's there's nothing like that. It's a, it's a tough thing, and like a lot of these kids don't realise that for a start. And secondly, just how much work it takes. Like I was talking to a lad recently, and he was like, "Oh yeah, yeah, um, I'm fighting like on Cage Warriors now, but I'm going to be like there. I'm a champion then. I'm going to be world champion then. I'm going to go see, and I'm going to be like the next Conor McGregor in four years." He said, and I was like, "Oh, brilliant! So what's your strength and conditioning program look like?" Oh, don't do that. <laughs> then you're not. I'm sorry, mate, but you're not yeah. like you don't realise the work that people are putting in. Right. You yeah. know, there's cardio work, there's strength and conditioning, there's drilling, there's mobility work, there's re proper recovery programs. Like, yeah. and this is like just like at the lower levels of the sport, you don't realise the hours that people are putting in. Are you trading two a day, six days a week? Because that's what it is. That's yeah, what it takes. Okay. Yeah. And this yeah. isn't just like this isn't where like do this and you will be world champion. This is the cost of entry. Yeah. That people just don't like when like. 
uh, like, did you go to the JT Torres seminar? Like, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. when we were looking at JT Torres, come down and do a seminar at our gym. And we were like, he came out for dinner afterwards and was like, so, and somebody asked me, oh, what does your training schedule look like? And he was telling me it was two or three times a day. Yeah. Um, like, I think he said, oh, I take like um, one full day off. And Saturday is pretty much, but I still go in and like do technique for two, like drill for two hours. Yeah. Two hours of drilling, you know what I mean? Yeah, that's a day off. Yeah, yeah, yeah and that, and like, People are like, God, I can't believe you work out. You're like, you train that much. He's like, yeah, but it's his job. Yeah. Like, yeah. This is really all he does. Um, obviously, JT is a bit different now because now he's gone down the route of teaching. Um, but that's what it costs to be like that. And that's is, in jujitsu, there's no payday. Like, it's changing now with a bit more with like um, people sacking off the IBGDF and doing like um, submission only and things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But like, there's really no payday doing IBGF and stuff. Like, obviously, if you do ADCC and stuff, there's a big payday there. And. Um, but it's still not, you know, yeah. like not much in that. But it's crazy. Yeah, it's funny. I mean, I trained six times last week. Yeah, I'm about an hour and a half session, uh, yeah. like averaging out. And today, I feel like I've been beat up. Yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> like, like, like I feel like I've been well. Like, I've been beat up six, you know, six sessions last week. Yeah, I got beat up yeah. For, um, but obviously, uh, like, I feel like I've been through a washing machine. Well, I, um, um, I eat relatively well. Yeah, yeah. Well, we were talking about it before, wasn't it? That, um. When I very first made the moon and took off an orthodox full time, like it was great because I was a master of my own schedule kind of mm-hmm. thing. And mm-hmm. I was training twice a day, two, three times a day, like six days a week and taking one day off. Yeah. But then all of a sudden before it, I knew it, I had no energy. Like yeah, everything yeah, yeah, yeah. was blowing. I felt terrible all the time. Like I couldn't feel it coming. I was like, what is it? I was like, I'm getting loads of sleep. Like this obviously before my daughter came along. Like I know my nutrition's on point and everything. Yeah. Like I was taking data off in here. Yeah. And I was like, what is it? And I went to the doctors and had my bloods taken. Um, and I tanked my white blood cell count. I was just literally overtrained. Just yeah. Um, yeah. And it was just like like the doctor said, "Look, you just you're not a kid anymore. You know you're over thirty now. It's a different yeah, ball yeah, game." Yeah. Um, yeah. And that was it. Like it's one of those where you know age is a factor. You've just got. It's not that you've got to train any like um, not as hard. You just got to train a bit smarter. Training smart's the thing. I mean, I, like I'm forty three this year, and training smart is definitely the way forward yeah. kind of the, the methodology I use now and I even used it when I was training like athletes full time last year and, and for the previous years I used it then and and you know when you're training young athletes fighters that are in their early 20s yeah it's hard the hardest bit about it was yeah. reining them in yeah, yeah. And telling them you don't need to do this much bear in mind you do an MMA so you've got other skill sets to train for yeah. and it's nervous system fatigue yeah, is, the, is the thing yeah so that that's the thing you've got to avoid you know I mean everyone gets by with sore muscles and you know once you're warm it's not so bad but it's the nervous system overload that causes the problems and that was the thing it's, it's, it's a hard thing to rein somebody in but like for me I always think if I could go back 20 years 25 years and train like I kind of do yeah, now yeah. Ah, that would be great. Yeah. You know, because you could put your brain like a yeah, yeah, I, I body. Like, I, yeah. Because the hardest thing was, I mean, the, the two boxers that we were with, Kirk Goodins and, and Johnson McClung, yeah, yeah. they were, you know, they could jump over buildings and stuff. They're yeah, that yeah, fit, yeah, you know, yeah. and, and and they were very open minded for young professional boxers. So they didn't just plod the streets, which from my thing was like, you know, what you need to do is you need to get strong as well. You need to be yeah. explosive, and 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 the thing with them was it was raining them in. It was saying, look, guys, you don't need to do this. Can yeah. I do? Can I do another round? No, you don't need to do another round. Just, just yeah. chill. It's fine. Save yeah. it for later in the week, you know. And and it's, you only kind of, you only realise that as you get a little bit older. I'm yeah. starting to sound like everybody's dad now, but it's it's it is true. Yeah. You just you you kind of think, yeah. I mean, 
you know, I'm I'm taping injuries up and things like that. Like I'm like fucking Boris Karloff in the mummy, you know. Now I'm, I'm starting to like, uh, you know, like wander about yeah. before, you know. A warm up for me now is standing next to the radiator for a bit, you know, and hoping that my body, my gear heats up enough you have to, to do. Uh, like I always laugh, like you kind of look around like our gym and stuff, and you can see the guys that are like over thirty yeah. because they're doing like a, a warm up for the warm up. Yeah, yeah. you yes. know what I mean. Like they're doing yeah. pre warm up, warm up. Yeah. Like I always use the analogy. They don't knock it. I know. <laughs> I, I, I do it now. Like you don't get me wrong um i was using the analogy and i know barry you've heard it before of like training's like digging a ditch yeah so the more that you do the deeper you you know you dig your ditch so yeah. you know uh if you're rolling doing no matter what exercise you're doing like even if it's road work and stuff like you're digging your ditch deeper and recovery is filling your ditch back in so you know it's your nutrition your sleep stress management massage like hot and cold baths salt baths like you know mobility work yoga like all that kind of stuff yeah. And the deeper you dig your ditch, the more recovery that you need to fill it in. Mm-hmm. Like, don't get and what the mistake that a lot of people make is that they start training when they're like 19, 20. And we've got like, you know, like loads of young guys in our gym. Yeah. We literally need to walk across the car park, circle their arms a couple of times, and that's it. They can trade. Yeah. And they feel like a million dollars the next day. Ah, the good old days. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they, don't, they don't know it's coming. Yep. Um, <laughs> but. And, pe- and people aren't talk about don't yeah. talk about recovery and stuff because you don't want to be like you know you don't want to be a sissy you know what I mean like it's you know yeah. you don't want to, you know you don't well, be you soft try, you, you try saying that to Abdul Muhammad at, at your gym you know like uh, he's getting better oh like, is he yeah, yeah yeah he actually said like he was quoted the other day in his classic way saying um, I pull guard now <laughs> <laughs> seriously like, he said I I pull guard now. Um, so for those that don't know, Abdul Muhammad was a unit, wasn't he? On uh, still Cage is. Rage, and, yeah, yeah and he was Cage Rage champion. He was, he, was, you know. he was an absolute beast, and he came to me for uh, a short while for a couple of fight camps, and he was uh, he was one of the one of the better clients I ever had to work with. Um, very hard to read, but he was a lovely, lovely guy. He was polite and stuff, but he was you know very and very motivated. You know, yeah. he was the kind of guy. That, and again, I had I trained a few people like that where. I could kind of write his workout on a whiteboard, set him away with it, go out, grab a cup of coffee and something to eat, come back, and he would have done it. I know he yeah, wouldn't yeah, have yeah, scrimped yeah. on any aspect of yeah, it, you know. Right. He might have even done extra Abdul. He was he was he was a good athlete to work with. Yeah. Well even out like I've had conversations with Abdul, especially like around weight cutting and stuff, and he said to me like I would do it differently now. Like you know, I did it a ridiculous way back yeah. then. Um, but same as anything, you know, like every hindsight's twenty twenty vision. Of course it you is. Know what I mean? And things change. I mean, you know, because Abdul's is Abdul my age or is he a, a bit younger? I have no idea how old Abdul is. I don't know if he's, he's like he's ageless. I don't know. He's, he just stays he, the same. Yeah, however, yeah. However, however old he wants to be. And <laughs> yeah, probably like the, yeah. the. But I know, I know, like things are different. You know, like twenty years ago in the the fitness industry, for want of a better way of putting it, things have changed. You know, I was at university and it was like you know they were offering theories that are totally seen now as like really dated and yeah. you know nobody does that what are you doing that for you know yeah, well uh, well even even i mean in the past sort of since i started getting interested in like martial arts and health and fitness and stuff from like very like just reading about like you know like coming home and aching yeah. going what shall i do to help my body mm-hmm. being 25 or however old i was um like how much it's changed from then to now it's yeah. like ridiculous oh, yeah, like yeah. In, in four well, years it, it's completely changed everything evolves like uh, not so long ago I was like looking back over some stuff like of a client that I've worked with for years and years and years like going back like six years I was looking at some of like the programs that I used to write for him and stuff like that I was thinking 
God, like, what was I thinking? Yeah. You know, yeah. Um, because you just, you know, you're evolving, yeah. and, you know, things like changing, you educate yourself and everything like that, and it's different. But, you know, it's just, that's, you know, that's But like, I bet on some level, though, you look at that, though, and I bet there's principles that are still true. Because it's like yeah, the, me- yeah. the methodologies come and go, don't they? Yeah, but yeah, principles yeah. are always the same. Yeah, yeah. Pretty uh, much. I literally you know? finished an article that sent off to BD and you start the day on that very topic that you know like me and you always quoted don't we they're like you know uh, um, a man who understands principles can pick his own methods yeah um yeah. and that's the same with like whether it's a strength and conditioning plan whether it's uh, nutrition whether it's passing guard like there's no matter what techniques you use there's a method you need principles in yeah. place yeah like you know from a grappling perspective like you know if you were um going to pass guard like you know if it's in the gear you need grips you need to isolate their hips you know you need to move their legs basically out the way so you can go past yeah you know there's principles that you need to do regardless of what technique you use which is the method there's principles that you always need to adhere yeah, from yeah. and principles were still always there just like you know the methods weren't as refined shall we say yeah uh, yeah you know. what's well, the tweaks and i think that you always say that don't you and it's like any program whether it's nutrition for you or strength and condition for me it's the tweaks that make the difference. Oh, yeah. So so anybody can kind of replicate some kind of routine. That from my point of view, anybody yeah. can replicate. Like, you know, the big thing a few years ago was, um, oh, uh, Sean Shirk's King yeah, of Mantra yeah. and the whole yeah, that, all yeah. that. Yeah. So, yeah. You know, oh, I'm going to do that. Yeah, we're okay. What, where are you putting that in your workout routine? Mm, yeah. Okay. And why are you doing that? That's the one. And, and, and why? What is that for? And then how will you offset something else to recover from that because that's a lot of work yeah. you know and 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 that's the that's the skill set i think um with with professionals when you go and see people who know what they're talking about it's it, anybody you know the internet's a wonderful thing to yeah. educate people but it can be dangerous in the hands of someone who doesn't have the principles which is which is kind of where we're yeah. going isn't Massively it? so and the problem is that anybody anybody like me and you talk about it death because we get like hate mail all day long um <laughs> just everybody's an expert yeah, everybody's yeah. like got an opinion. However, it doesn't mean everybody's entitled to an opinion. It doesn't mean your opinion's worth anything. Yeah, you know, it's it's you know it's. Like, this is one of your bugbears, though, isn't it? You you always say that like yeah. So when someone kind of critiques, if you like, you'll say okay. So who have you trained and where are your results? Yeah, yeah. And if they haven't got results yeah, yeah. or they don't train anybody, then results it's, over it's everything. Kind of, yeah, uh, like when I was like uh, I was lucky enough to be down in Saul Rogers Gym yesterday doing a seminar. Um, and I can't remember it was a question coming up about what I, it was uh, taking headshots in MMA okay. training yeah. and somebody asked my opinion of it um, and so I said like you know I, you know I went in with a little bit and I was like but I don't I'm not an MMA coach I've never fought um, an MMA round in my entire fucking life yeah. I've never like had a fight so my opinion is literally an armchair perspective yeah, it's yeah, worth yeah fucking nothing so whatever like anyone else says their opinion is worth a lot more than mine mm-hmm. yeah. people should stay in the fucking lane um, <laughs> should that's the like, quote of the day yeah, isn't yeah, it yeah everyone should it stay, is, stay is, in the fucking lane like and you know uh, everybody's entitled to an opinion but unless like you've got something to back it up with then it's just that an opinion doesn't mean it's worth anything no, I mean I had a, I had a guy uh, a few years ago now and he, and he was he, he always cropped up on my YouTube channel which I don't use as much now because uh, I kind of bother more with Instagram but he, he he was um he was on my YouTube channel all the time. Why would you train that athlete uh, in a, a power state. session yeah, in yeah. a fatigue state? Because well, he's a fighter, so he's going to have to demonstrate power when he's tired. Yeah. 
Um, you know, it's not like he's got the luxury of like recovering for twenty minutes between uh, a clean and jerk. He's, yeah, you know, yeah, it's yeah. not pure power. He's training power endurance. No, you're wrong. You're wrong. And I said, well, look, I said that's fine. This is your entirely your opinion. I said, if you don't like the workout, don't view it. You know, don't don't take it into your own kind of routines. And I'm guessing you're training folks. He says, oh no, no, I'm not. I, I, I'll I'll help out. My background's taekwondo, and I help out at my local MMA gym. And that was his. That was his kind. Yeah, and I yeah. said, what do you mean you help out? He says, well, you know, I'll, I'll kind of coach some kicking to people and, and, and I was thinking so I said so from a programming point of view in terms of strength and conditioning you, you're not up, you're not doing you're not training anybody that yeah. way no no I'm not I says well I says look respectfully I says you don't have to use it I says if you don't like what you see then fine I said but I know I've got the results that speak yeah, for themselves yeah, yeah. with these guys and it works you know um, it should, it should, and that should be the same with anything like any, anybody who's trying to profess like any kind of opinion or expertise and something like that right let's see your data yeah like and like I nick that line from like Tim Ferriss, like when people who like challenge him and stuff. Mm-hmm. And, like I'm not saying that Tim Ferriss is right or anything, but um, it was is the thing is like let's see your data. He is my data, yeah. so he's my results. Yeah. This is my data. Let's see yours, right? And it should be the fact that you know, if I was to ever say it to somebody in the turnaround and go, well, he is my data, like I'd look at it and go, holy shit, you're right. Yeah. You know, if they were right, then they were, you're right. You should yeah. always be willing to change your opinion. Of course, in, yeah. In the face of like, you know, yeah, yeah, new yeah. data. But it's like you said, in in the face of facts. Yeah, yeah. And evidence, if it's there, great. Yeah, yeah I'd yeah. be open-minded to it, of course. But but you, it's it's you, you get a lot of that, and I think social media has allowed that to happen. People yeah. have an opinion, and I always joke. It's like. Uh, Drunken Billy in row five always knows how to fight better. Yeah, you know, yeah, at, a, yeah. at a boxing show or an MMA yeah. show, punch him in the face. You know, you yeah, get advice like that. You think, yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that all he's going to do? I always loved. I, I would always love someone like Anthony Joshua to turn and go, "Oh, is that right, mate? That's what I'm supposed to do." I'm supposed <laughs> to be yeah. cool. I didn't. I hadn't thought about that. Yeah. You know, really. <laughs> Because it always makes me laugh that when I think, you know, there's uh, like armchair critics. But, y- y- you know, I know Mike gets them when on forums and stuff. And yeah. he, he tends to try and stay away from forums now because it's not good for his blood pressure, bless him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's not. Some fans in the forehead might just. <laughs> and you know what? It's a real giveaway, right? And like me and Rick have talked about this before, and I've talked about it in other podcasts that um, Britain's a really weird place. Uh, where <laughs> honestly, mate, people don't want to see other people doing well ever. Yeah, and yeah. they always want to find somewhere like, oh, he's doing this, but there's this. They always want to pick at something for it. And generally, like, I've never ever known like like any of my like my colleagues or contemporaries and stuff like that, other nutrition coaches who go out of their way to find other nutrition coaches and slag them off or pick the work. Yeah. They don't bother. They just deal with their athletes and their stuff. Yeah, they're yeah. too busy being successful. Yeah. Well, they're just oh, like, well, you know... Doing um, what they're doing. You and know it's the I mean? same with everybody. Like, you know, they, they realise that their methods may differ uh, like other people's methods. Of course, yeah. But that doesn't mean make the other people wrong or yeah. just make them wrong. The principles are still the same. Yeah. You know, it's you're getting the results. Yeah. Um, yeah. But for some strange reason, like, and the internet is terrible for it, you know, and we all do. Like, it's a fantastic thing, and I wouldn't have a job without it. Um, we wouldn't be doing this podcast without it. Yeah. Um, but people just want to, like, they just feel this urge to, like, you know, can't be just happy for other people. Yeah. I think, I think generally, I think that's, there's a there are there are minority people like that you know that always yeah. come along and piss on your matches just because yeah, you yeah can. just because you know and it's like it's fine because there's more than one way to train somebody for a fight there's more than one way to 
plan a nutrition yeah, yeah. program for Absolutely. a fight. You know, of course there is. Yeah. And we're not suggesting that ours is the best, although it probably is. Um, <laughs> but, um, but we're not suggesting but it, but it is. Uh, but it's, I wonder if we put that in subliminally enough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It yeah, works. Yeah, great, yeah. Great. Um, but yeah, it, it, it's, it's, there are other ways. And, and Mike and I have always said we're open minded to. Yeah. to different people's methodologies and I'm always looking around and seeing what's next and what people are doing and if you if you if you strip away everything all the fancy stuff especially in like strength and conditioning terms if you strip it all away what you tend to find is there are still principles behind it yeah and if there's still principles behind it you're laughing and it it works works, it's all right you know it doesn't matter you know like what what the piece of kit is that you're using it doesn't have to be the next big thing you know that question always used to make me that you know if you could only train with one piece of kit what would it be? I don't know. I use loads of different things. Why do I have to limit? Come me? on, like, you know, <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Which it's universe like, Mike, is Does that work for your industry, Mike? Mike? Does that work for, for nutrition? If you could only eat one thing, what would it be? Steak. <laughs> Next question. If you could train, well, all right. So let let let. You're not going to ask me that, Rick. Are you? We, we, <laughs> yeah, we might. So I'll answer. Like, I can my answer is I, my answer yeah. is a kettlebell because it's all I've got. Yeah. yeah. So, right. Okay. Um, cool. But yeah, but I'm like my. You, well, my strength and conditioning plan is it doesn't exist. So, <laughs> like, I've got a kettlebell in my house with some mats. I know a I guy. Look at it every was so a guy. Often. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I look at it every so often and go, oh, I could probably throw that around a bit. And I do it. And go, yeah, that was great. That I just got, yeah, I forget about it. <laughs> as long as you had enough plates, it's, it's got to be a barbell. Like, me and you talked about it, like, yeah. you know, ad nauseum. Like, there's loads of stuff that you can add that's great and like conditioning and stuff like that. But I've never ever met an athlete, right, who didn't end up performing better by getting ridiculously strong. Yeah, of course. Yeah, the squat yeah. and press. Yeah. Like they just um, like they just don't exist. No, There's a reason not. for it. Like so if you was to use one bit of kit, I would say it would be a barbell. If I yeah. had to for the rest of my life, because I can use it, I can do, do anything with it. You can do it. anything with it, yes, yeah, it's, it's versatile and, and you can and you can progressively overload can't pro- you? Just, providing yeah. I've got like I was gonna say an unlimited amount of plates then, but that'd be ridiculous because I'm not gonna ask <laughs> <laughs> deadlifting planets and stuff. Hey, you, ne- you never know. You I, never d- know. I do, yeah. yeah. <laughs> And what what was the kind of like the inspiration about upgraded grappler? I knew Mike um, from just just from training with Mike when it first came out, and I like I purchased it and I had to look at it and mm. I'd play around with it and stuff just to kind of see what it was all about. And so you're the one great. person. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so that was making yeah, 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 you're the customer. Um, um, so yeah, still got the Excel file on my laptop. Yeah. It's, um, um, it came about where we were basically. We're, we just meet up for like coffee all the time and like just basically do what we're doing now and just talk about stuff. Yeah. And we had a, a look at it and there was there's loads of like strength and conditioning ebooks out there and loads of like okay ones, but there was not anything that kind of did a good strength and conditioning program and mm. a good nutrition program. Like yeah. back in the day, there was the the Grappler's Guide in Nutrition by okay. John Berardi. Um, Great book. I've got that. Brilliant. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. um, bit outdated now, but at the time, fantastic. But there was nothing that A did it and allowed it to be like, per, like not only be um, personalised to the individual, yeah. but where it regulated itself and mm. it would literally tell you as your results progressed what to lift for what reps and sets, mm, yeah. literally for every exercise. And then exactly like, it adjusted your macros as you went as well. Yeah, so yeah. it would literally tell you what to eat. And thankfully, me and you had an idea of how it should work. Mm-hmm. But it was um, my sister who like does spreadsheets for a living. Yeah, yeah, who yeah. managed to come up with this like these spreadsheets that kind of like did the program for us. So yeah. it was self-regulate. So technically, you could run these programs to the end of the year. And it would adjust it for you. And you would always yeah. keep making progress. Yeah. So essentially... 
did you sell that at the job? Yeah, that's what we said. <laughs> well, that's, that's, that's exactly what we said. Fair, that's how we marketed it. <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. I mean, it, we either did ourselves out of a job or we allowed ourselves to reach more people. Yeah, you know no, that because that, yeah. that's because that's the thing. Ultimately, that was what it was all about, and it was because uh, I used to see so many people, and I know Mike will be the same from his side of things. Yeah. I used to see so many people training incorrectly for, for fights and grappling matches and judo fights and MMA fights and boxing. And I used to think, you know, what, what way could we make their performance better? You know, and, and obviously I started with some info products. Mike's got some info products. And then yeah. we came together because obviously it's two sides of the coin. Really. Yeah, yeah, Strength, yeah. condition and nutrition. Yeah, it's, you know? apart from the actual, like, the learning the skills yeah. of whatever you're training that's kind of like everything you know yeah. what I mean if we also did it like the strength and conditioning program was set up so um, anybody could do it with access to a gym yeah, like, yeah you didn't yeah, need yeah. specialist equipment you didn't need tyres and sledgehammers yeah, and stuff yeah, like kettlebells yeah, or anything conventional uh, like yeah, yeah. A con- uh, you know like a like a local YMCA like, like, yeah, 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 like, yeah, like, yeah, yeah yeah whatever kind of gym you, you want to go to like health club spars they've yeah. got basic kit there so yeah. use it you know and we um, did it like obviously we did a strength and power program that was meant to be used in athletes off season to obviously help them develop strength and power uh, conditioning but obviously keep body fat levels down um, closer to Christmas this year there'll be the fat loss plan that'll be designed for people who are looking to lose weight for competition or move down a weight class or yeah. just lean up so they look a little bit better on the beach etc cool. you know um, which let's be honest we're all a bit vain we don't mind looking a bit better on the beach yeah. you know yeah. Um, yeah. So, uh, so yeah, that's what we did. Like, design that for. Yeah. Um, well, I'll have to get we go. Huh? By the time the next podcasts out. Well, we uh, we did like we yeah. ran we ran it for well, like for with a, quite a few like test subjects like in multiple versions of it while yeah. we were tweaking it mm-hmm. um and like Lance ran it Ross Peterson ran it um and Tom Corrigal ran it um yeah 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 Tom Corrigal was one of yeah. our like test dummies for it and he just became ridiculous on it he um, was yeah he was he yeah yeah got some really good gains Tom yeah yeah I mean to... who was the guy um was it Jiu-Jitsu style was it the guy from Jiu-Jitsu style that you got to try it is Callum it? Yeah, yeah yeah and he, he did like he was like he got absolutely jacked on it as yeah, well right, he yeah. ran it for a Callum ran it um, and he, he did everybody did it who ran the programme properly it just did exceedingly well off it mm-hmm. um, it's always one of these though when you're not there to kind of like keep an eye on people to start changing stuff Yeah. so yeah. they start adding well I want to I don't want to do rows I want to do bicep curls yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. or you know, um, I think I need less carbs, or you know, when yeah. people start mess around with it. Same same thing when I write programs for people. When you know, uh like, if they start mess around with it, they don't get the like the results. Um, yeah. It's just human nature. Actually, that's wrong. It's men. <laughs> <laughs> men always mess around with stuff at the beginning, or want to start substituting or argue about certain things. Just change things. Yeah. Women athletes, on the other hand, will just do it. Right. Yeah. Always. Like, if I tell them, right, I need you to drink your own piss and hop naked in the full moon on the Hampstead Heath, right, they'd all be there. They'd stick to it. Yeah, they'd just do it. I mean, I think you should put that out there. We could always <laughs> travel down to see what... Yeah. You know. We wouldn't have a job for very long. No, no. Some of the women you train are really tough as well, aren't they? That's yeah, the that, yeah, that's the other thing. Yeah. Um, I literally, like... So we get braid. Um, <laughs> I have one of the most dangerous jobs on planet Earth, basically taking carbohydrates away from dangerous women. Yeah. They can all but my ass. So that's an That is something that job. you should have risk assessed, really, because it is, that, that's true. <laughs> yeah. I suppose you, it's, it, you do it remotely. Yeah. <laughs> so, it's kind so of like, have you ever heard the phrase, like, herding cats? Yeah. It's like, but lions. <laughs> yeah. You're just taking food off. <laughs> yeah, you can't eat this. Why not? Mm. 
no chocolate for you this week. But at least the combat athletes, so they've got an understanding. I always think that when, when people used to say to me, oh, you train fighters and stuff, what's that? Like I said, it's brilliant because motivation is not an issue. Yeah. You know, they come in, they switched on, they'll do it. And it's, you know, it's, yeah, it's great. Yeah, especially like when they've got a competition coming up. Like, um, there's very real world consequences for messing stuff up. So if you aren't in shape, you haven't got good yeah. strength conditioning, yeah. you're about to get into a lock cage with somebody who's going to try and smash your face through the floor. Yeah. Like, there's very real consequences to, like, you not being the best. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, or, like, the mat and someone choking you out and stuff like that. So, yeah. and any athlete will tell you that a loss is terrible and really hard to get over. Yeah. But it's, yeah. you can get over it, but what you can't get over is going to compete and thinking, I didn't work hard enough. Yeah. Knowing that you could have done more. more you yeah. could have, like... You know, you couldn't, you shouldn't have cheated on your diet. Should have done strength and conditioning. You should have got up at five m and run hills. You know yeah, what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. there's a big difference between getting beat by somebody who's just better and doing your work. There's nothing yeah, you can do there. Yeah. Or gassing and getting your ass whooped by somebody to, who you can. I beat. used to always say that to people. Uh, yeah, just the end of the car. We'll to, probably have to end up calling it a day actually soon before we get kicked out of this building. Okay. I used to always say that though. The the the, 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 the big thing is that um, it's it's a very real fear. To go and step across one side of the mat, and there's someone who's trained. I, I saw a great meme about this the other day, for of someone who's trained, um, uh, like just as hard or possibly harder than you, and is ready to do you harm across the other side of a mat, a boxing ring, or a cage, um, and 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 thinking, I wonder if I'm ready. You know, yeah, yeah. You shouldn't have any questions about your own prep at all at that point. No, no. You know, you should be thinking, right, I'm ready, barring some freak accident or him catching me with some, you know, then fine, yeah. I can live with that. But if I if I go into that into that arena and think, I'm not sure, maybe I should have done some more burpees or some hill sprints, or maybe I should have lifted a bit more. Yeah. Should have yeah. had a longer strength phase. Like, you know, don't get me wrong, you're always going to have those thoughts anyway. Yeah. But, like, if you literally do, like, no strength and conditioning, or you know in the back of your mind that you wussed out on your program, yeah. or you didn't work hard, or you cheated on your diet, or you didn't do cardio, when yeah. you promised yourself you would, and you stayed in bed instead of doing hill sprints and stuff, that's the kind of stuff that'll eat you up, mm. and like you can't get over that, like, yeah. that'll always yeah. be there, like always, um, but there's a certain thing, like obviously it's terrible to lose in combat sports, but for somebody who isn't in combat sports, you can't really train somebody to kind of like... Um, being beat and then having to shake the other person's hand, yeah, like it teaches something that nothing else in life can. Um, yeah, 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 and the other thing is, which really is bizarre, is that you're always like you have like this connection to people that you fight. Yeah, like you always do. Like people always end up becoming like great friends. Yeah, like, yeah. you know, especially like you can never. Even like just rolling or, you know, like doing judo or sparring or whatever it is, or if it's boxing or anything, you always feel like a deep connection to somebody yeah, yeah. that you end up um, like rolling with. It's like unexplainable. It's weird. Um, well, it's a special kind of bond. It Punch, is, yeah. Punching your friends in the face, isn't it? It's, it's, it is, yeah. And it's, um, you know, and it's kind of like, it's that quote from the Matrix and it's a bit daft, like you don't know somebody until you fight them. Yeah, um, yeah. And the fight club thing, how much do you know about yourself if you've never been in a fight? Mm -hmm. um, but it is like, it's a weird thing. You feel really close to training partners and stuff like that. Yeah. You know, like... I still think, you know, I mean, people make jokes about it, but I still think it acts as a therapy. It's it's one of oh, those things, you know what I mean? Massively. We, we could go into the chemical thing about yeah. the endorphins and all of that from training. But to me, none of your, none of your problems exist when you're kind of faced up. I mean, I still, I don't, I don't compete in combat sambo anymore. Um, because I'm sick of getting hit with little gloves, 
weirdly enough. Yeah. But I, but I think you know I still spar sometimes, and 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 I'll, I wear sixteens, and I've got like a, an ex karate international who's a good friend of mine, and an ex amateur boxer who's a very good friend of mine as well, and, and I still spar with them, and I get the you know I get the shit punched out of me. You know yeah. those guys help me immeasurably, like Stevie Taylor and Eddie Gillespie. Hello, if you're listening. <laughs> um, but they did. They helped me immeasurably. They're good, good friends of mine for over twenty years. Um, and it is, it, you know, it doesn't matter what you carry into the gym as you walk in, you know, you're mentally, you're thinking about work, you think about family stuff, you've had an yeah. argument, whatever, you know, you're dealing with this. All that shit goes away. Yeah, yeah, As yeah. soon as you start getting punched in the face. Yeah. And it's not a bad thing because it just takes your mind off it. It's a stress release, you can hit them back, you can it move like the volume down and everything. It does. Yeah, and yeah. And ultimately, when you when you come off, you come out of there, you think, that was great, I really yeah. enjoyed that. And, and, and it, it is the same as exercise. It's exactly the same as exercise. It's just a type of therapy, and it's no problems are ever as bad after you've spoken to them with yeah, your pals yeah, yeah. after a few rounds of sparring, rolling, or whatever, you know. Yeah. And I think I think everybody should do that. Everybody should be involved in some kind of martial art where there's a little bit of contact. Because to quote Fight Club, how do how well do you know yourself if you've never been punched in the face? Yeah, you know? yeah. We're living in an increasingly more violent society anyway, so people need to know what it can yeah. be. What it, it can potentially yeah, be like. Yeah. I'm not talking about Master Ken type stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah, and, yeah, you know, yeah. but ultimately, it, it it I think it is that thing. It allows you to kind of it gives you a bit of an insight. And Dan Gable once said, didn't he? That once you've wrestled in life, everything, everything else, else is easy. easy. You yeah, know, yeah, yeah. you know, you go it, through a wrestling. It is camp true. And that's like, like obviously, like over the last year, like um, I had a baby, like a workload, um, and a few other like personal things. It's basically like kept me off the mat apart from like a handful of training sessions, and like. Kel said to me recently, like my wife, she's like that. You are a different person when you don't train. Like when you train, like it's visibly like you're just a happier yeah, like yeah, yeah. in yourself. You can tell the difference. Mm-hmm. Like it's just a different thing altogether. You need a phone. She's right. You know what I mean. She's great. My wife. My ex-wife um, used to say that. <laughs> you're a different person when you don't train. <laughs> but it's true. You know, yeah, it's true. Yeah. And I think you you never get, you always do that. I mean, I, I, there's guys at the judo club I go to who are world master and athlete champions and, and stuff and one of them's in, in particular 67 year old he still competes he's done nine yeah. competitions this year and taken one bronze and the rest have been gold goals that like he's, granddad goals yeah he's just he's he's killing everyone you know and, he, and he's and he's knocking his pan in training hard um i still kind of try and help him in terms of his strength and condition because I think he canes it too much for the age he's at. Right, okay. But he's going out there and he's, he's got beautiful judo and it's, and it's just, it works. Yeah. You know, and he's still there, he's still at it. Yeah, yeah, 100%. It's good. Just like the only, well, not the only, but there's been a couple of times when sometimes rolling, like, I mean, I, I love it. I absolutely love rolling. Like, obviously, learning techniques is great and stuff, but if I, if I could just roll for six hours, like I would, yeah. like I just do it all day. I absolutely love it, and you like you learn a lot about yourself. You learn a lot about the people that you roll with, um. But like just like that headspace thing. But having said that, there's been times when I have been rolling, and I just start thinking about what I'm gonna have for tea. <laughs> but in those moments, I go, "Fuck, he's past my guard." Yeah, 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 yeah. All it took was a second, of just like a tiny, tiny distraction. And I go, "Did I do that?" Like now, I go, "Oh, oh like yeah, head scissors or like yeah, yeah." And it's crazy. There is oh, yeah. no the world's I'm getting advice. Where's all this like shiny glitter coming yeah, from? There is no room for any of that, and it, it it's taught me a couple of lessons. Yeah. Yeah. It does. But well, your focus will get better, you know. As yeah, the more you yeah. roll, the more the mat time. Yeah, does that you know? There's no, there's no other substitute for yeah. it. What it, what it's also taught me is that um, there's, there's no substitute. And when when you start 
anything, I guess. So, like, I think it's a like something that creative people yeah, yeah. quite commonly do is like they get given the task and they go, "How can I do that easier?" Yeah, yeah. You know, like, all right, so there's twenty five steps. You go, I, I can do that in three. Yeah, even yeah, yeah. it's just because I think that I can. Yeah, you know yeah. What I mean, just because I'll try and find a way. Um, but I think like personally I've grown a lot since I started doing jujitsu because there's no way to get better at jujitsu without doing jujitsu. Yeah, yeah. You can, you can read all the fucking books in the world. You can spend 80 hours on the Reddit like, you know, like we watching yeah, yeah. YouTube videos. Doesn't matter. Just go to the gym. Yeah, you got to put the time. got to put reps in. Yeah, yeah. Same as, same as anything in life. Like you can, reading is always great but it's never a substitute for a, Oh, no. Put the reps in. Take like the Chinese here. Feeling is believing. Yeah. <laughs> You're not going to get anywhere else. Yeah. I can tell you loads on the theory of like how a choke should feel and obviously Mike could and, and, and yeah. your coaches could and you you know yourself but until you felt one it's like yeah. oh yeah that's awful <laughs> yeah, you know yeah, and, yeah. and that's exactly you don't have an appreciation for it you know that like links into Joe Rogan's famous speech about you know there are badass people out there who can train who are who are trained to a level where you know you're picking fights with them and they'll end you yeah, 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 yeah or they yeah. could quite easily end you yeah, you know yeah. and that's the difference you know feeling those techniques makes a massive difference so yeah. the theory of an arm lo- an arm bar i could say yeah that's going to catch on your elbow blah blah you know but unless you felt it and felt how vulnerable you are yeah, yeah, yeah. and how almost impossible it is to escape once it's locked on yeah. that's your kind of you know that, that's the wake up call and that's what gives you that humility i think as well it links back to humility as oh, well yeah, you, 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 yeah. you 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 have an appreciation for yeah that was really dangerous so you tap and you carry on yeah 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 <laughs> right I think that's a good point to end the first one yeah 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 yeah, yeah uh, it's been awesome thank you very uh, thanks very much for listening or anybody who does uh, we're going to be doing these obviously uh, once a month we're not going to do loads and then stop doing them so it's going to be kind of a once a month thing we're going to, uh, obviously between uh, the three of us we've got access to a lot of really cool guests so. Soon we're going to start having guests on and stuff like that. We're also going to, it's going to be visual. So there's also going to like, uh, it'll be on YouTube and stuff like that for a scene. We're going to do loads of other stuff. So if anybody's got any questions or topics that you'd like us to cover, um, you can find us um, on the comment section of whichever platform we put this on. <laughs> yeah. Um, or it's dead easy to find any of our emails just by Googling yeah, yeah, us yeah. and stuff like that. We're all pretty out there. So uh, thanks very much for listening. Uh, and... That's it. Yeah, take care, everyone. See you soon. Cheers. Bye. Bye.